This is the Jock Spinner Show. Hey guys, thanks for listening on Patreon here. You're with the Jock, also known as Anthony. Um, and this is kind of a new thing I'm doing. I'm going to just be having conversations with different people. Um, the working title is Mono Imano with Anthony, but if I decide to change that and this you click on this and it's a different title, then obviously we're not using that title. The title doesn't fucking matter. Today I'm here with Humphrey Ching, part of the Jock and Nerd Nation and does things, art and shit. Humphrey, thanks for uh, jumping on here. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem, man. So tell the audience, I guess, just give the audience a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do. I'm a local artist in um, Orlando, Florida. Okay. Actually, um, I'm actually a full-time graphic designer. I actually do a lot of conventions. Well, I I do one convention with uh, your buddy, John Bellotti. Yeah, John Bellotti, who's been on the, the Jock and Nerd podcast more than a few times now. Yeah, he's always been trying to get me on the show, but um, me and John do a Megacon every year in Orlando, and um, I kind of got him into doing the cons, the con stuff too, because he was like, he saw me doing it, and he was like asking me, um, how do we, how to, how would he get into doing cons and stuff? So I kind of like, kind of like guided him, I guess, if you want to see. Did you meet him online, or did you know him before that? Uh, actually, we went to college together. Oh we're, no, we're shit! College buddies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he had mentioned. Thing. Oh, go ahead. Huh? I was gonna say he had mentioned that. Uh, it's funny because he's the guy that draws the Asian stuff, like Godzilla. Yeah. And then you're the Asian guy, Humphrey Ching, Chinese, right? Yeah, I'm Chinese. And then you do all the you all do you do all the white people shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do all the comic book and movie stuff. So nice. The funny thing is, um, like I do a lot of like the traditional American style of art too. Mm-hmm. And he does kind of like, um, he does more like not, not so much traditional Asian, but it's like, he does more. Yeah. I guess like more Asian type, like, like old school looking, you know, uh, Asian, uh, movie posters, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I do like the American movie posters, like type style. Right. 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 I guess. Yeah, he uh he uh, he say you guys basically like were born in each other's bodies. Like you, you were, you draw like all like I said the American stuff. Like you mentioned the American stuff, and he's basically the Asian guy just trapped in an Italian's body. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because like um like he watches all like the Hong Kong movies and stuff, yeah. and I hate I hate all that stuff. Like I'm, I I didn't grow up with it. Like every time I watch a Hong Kong movie, I like, I like, uh, I'm not, I'm not really into it. No. And um, he's like, he's like all into that stuff. But then when it, when it's all about like the Italian mob and stuff like that, like mafia movies and stuff. Yeah. Like I'm all about that stuff. Yeah. So like, it's it's funny because like I think he just recently watched The Godfather for the first time. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So we have this like kind of like little joke that we keep we'll we'll kind of like bust on each other about like oh at least I watched 
you know, this movie and he'll be like, oh, you know, have you seen the killer yet or something like that, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. That brings up a, a good point in terms of, or a good uh, starting point in terms of why I guess I wanted you to talk to you. Because um, I remember you joining the Facebook group and like shortly after and maybe maybe a month or two after um, Marvel announced they were doing a Shang-Chi movie. Is that how you say it? Chai or Kai? No, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. There you go. Sorry. See, my, my half Asian side is, is needs a little work. Um, Shang-Chi movie. And then you came out and were like, this is not what I want. Um, and I, and I was of the opinion personally, I was like, this is good. Like this is, this will, what I mean, this isn't exactly what we need, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy. And you were like straight up, like, this is not what I want to see. So just kind of go into that and tell me like your perspective on why you felt so strongly or, or if you still feel that way or, or where your head's at with a, a Shang-Chi movie. Yeah. Like I, the reason why I don't feel strongly about a Shang-Chi movie is because to me, if you want to represent an Asian character, mm-hmm. I would think that Marvel should, if they're going to start changing races of certain characters for comic book characters, perfect examples like Jason Momoa as Aquaman Sure, D- DC, but yeah, the point stands. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, for, for all the superhero movies, not sure. just like, you know, Marvel, but for like DC, Jason Momoa as Aquaman is a perfect example because they didn't get your typical blonde hair, blue eye, white guy to play Aquaman because, you know, Aquaman was always kind of like a, a character that people made fun of, but then they got this guy, you know, Jason Momoa, who people sort of respect, you know, because... He's kind of like popular with the ladies, I guess, because all the girls like him. <laughs> but then, uh, but at the same time, he's not your typical like blonde hair, blue eye, white superhero. Again, no. it's, it's actually someone that's from a different culture, and you know, it actually makes sense because you know, with the whole Polynesian Hawaiian island. Yeah, it, it make it, it it makes sense that this guy might be of the water, I guess. Yeah, a little. So yeah, like, yeah. I could see the. I could see the the connection there. Yeah, for a character like Shang Chi, Shang Chi was always kind of like your typical, like um, stereotypical character. He's he's like, like your Bruce Lee knockoff, right? Yeah, he's your typical Bruce Lee type character, like you know archetype, mm-hmm. where he's just like. I mean, the title of his his comic is called, you know, Shang Chi, the Master of Kung Fu. Right. You know, so <laughs> it's like. It's like who cares, you know? Because he, to me, it's like he, he's not really the master of kung fu. If Iron Fist is the Iron Fist, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. It would make more sense if he was the Iron Fist because he's the if he's the really the master of kung fu, right? You know. But that's the thing. Shang Chi never, you know, he was never kind of like, like put out there as like a, a superhero, you know, like a guy that you know. Some people will say like Bruce Lee to them was a superhero. But, you know, but most of those people who say that are usually not Asian. You know right. what I'm saying? I hear you. And I'm not going to lie. Bruce Lee was a great role model for Asians, you know, all around. Yeah, you know, for sure. Because he really, he's pretty much like the Martin Luther King for Asians, you know? Well, so he broke like, the, uh, I mean, he broke the mold of like, yeah, he, he was, you know, he was your, he was Asian, like he was Chinese, but he was also, um, like he was good looking and like he was someone that you could look up to and he was good looking and, and, and girls wanted him and guys wanted to be like him and, and, and he, you know, he, 
he exactly. made, he built the, he brought that genre over to America. It yeah. wasn't just the 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 nerdy Asian guy or like the up to that point a lot of the Asian characters were just getting defeated by white guys and he was like the lead. Yeah, exactly. And he's the guy that you know, that inspires a lot of people, you know, not just Asian people, but like just everybody, like all, yeah. Yeah, everybody, you know. And he wasn't just sticking up for Chinese people, he was sticking for all all Asians. Right. You know? So it's like with that, it was like, you know, he, he was a great guy, but the problem is it's just like now we live in like, you know, today and it's like like we don't need another Bruce Lee archetype hero character because every kind of archetype super like kind of hero character out there is always a bruce lee out there like right. every kind of video game characters always there's always someone molded after bruce lee you know right and if you can change the race of certain other superheroes you know why why don't you do that with like your one of your main staple characters from marvel you know right. what i'm saying yeah no i hear like don't give us yeah, don't give us like a B character. You know, give us someone. Yeah, Shang Chi is you know, like a. I would go like a C character. <laughs> he's not even a C man. He's like, he's down at the bottom. Like yeah, no one. He, I mean, he's he's pretty he's pretty niche. I mean, I I'm only familiar with Shang Chi because I I got back into comics um, mm-hmm. within like the past ten years, and he was in one of the Avengers comics. He was like on the team. Um, yeah. But before that, I mean, I I had a very very passing knowledge of Shang Chi. Um, if I could just interject a little, the the reason why I kind of was into it is, um, I, I was just like, we, you know, finally, at least we have something and it wasn't ideally. And again, I'm not, I'm half, I'm half Filipino. So it's not something that relates to me totally. But at this point in, in Hollywood, I'll take anything that's Asian <laughs> just cause <laughs> there's not a lot that I can't be picky at this point. Um, so when the Marvel was like, we're doing this, I'm like, you know what? Finally, we'll, we're, we're going to get someone that kind of looks like me on screen. And yeah, it's not ideal, but I'm also like, see, I liked Black Panther a lot. And I think, um, I think Marvel will, will figure out a way to, to make him not just a Bruce Lee knockoff, but something unique and different. So I, I'm just more or less excited to see what Marvel will do with him, even though he's not I- the ideal Asian character. I don't even really know if there is an ideal Asian character unless we 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 switch up the race on somebody. Yeah, see, the, the, one of the characters that a lot of people are like rooting for if they do do sh- like switch the race right. of a character, which which kind of makes sense because in the like you know typically like te- technically he's a mutant and then like you know he doesn't you don't really know what their race looks like is is namor right you know and in the comics they always kind of some people think that they draw him kind of asian looking you know so i mean he's a perfect character that would be perfect for um if they decide to do an asian version of namor I mean, it'd be, it's kind of funny because I say Namor, but then like Aquaman, they changed the race of Aquaman too. <laughs> <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be almost too, too on the nose. But yeah, no, I, that'd be kind of funny if they if they ended up changing their water character too. The, I remember you posting that, and the only thing that I think that's holding them back from even using Namor is he's got. I think he's signed with Universal the the rights to the character. Yeah, so they, they'd have to figure out a way to play nice with Universal. Well, they already have the Hulk. 
So, yeah, the only thing the, the only thing is they're not able to release or they're not doing solo Hulk movies. Yeah. So that's the only thing. But I, I agree Namor would be a great choice and well, he's always been kind of drawn as as more or less Asian looking. Yeah. I mean, to me, like the way they would bring in Namor was would be when they bring in the Fantastic Four and he would technically be the villain for the second movie, you know? That'd be awesome. And if like if they brought him in to the second movie, you know, that would be a perfect way. And then like if Universal if they made a deal with Universal like they did with Spider Man, you know. Mm-hmm. So they can make a movie of uh, Namor or something like that. Then. It would be cool to see Namor as a like an Asian character because he is a lot of the things that stereotypical Asians aren't. Like he's just a he's a well, he's a leader. Mm-hmm. He's not a martial artist, really. Yeah. Um, but he's also um, he's just a big douchebag, and most Asians stereotypically are just like the nerd or the martial artist or, exactly. the, or the like the subservient character. That's what. Like, people always talk about how, like, there's, you know, everybody wants diversity and stuff. Right. The way, the way to write diversity in comics is to treat every race like a normal person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, the way Captain America acts, that's the way every, like, race should act. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got you, yeah. yeah. Like you shouldn't bring in any stereotypes in a way. Like you could bring in some culture, but don't bring in stereotypes because when you just, when you bring in a stereotype, you know, like sometimes it might offend people, you know, and then it, it just kind of like, you know, it just kind of, you know, labels the character. Right. You know? when, when you bring in a stereotype, it it almost it automatically it points to okay, this is a different colored person now. Yeah, exactly. And like with Black Panther, mm-hmm. the reason why Black Panther was like like everybody enjoyed Black Panther was they didn't treat Black Panther like he was a stereotype. They brought in culture, but at the same time, they treated him like if he was like equally like to every type of race out there. Like he was as like high class and high like, you know, um, you know, like and and as like rich as like tony stark or something like that you know he was the same type of character but you know he wasn't like doing any type of african you know stereotype like right right. in the comics they kind of do that you know in the comics like what wakanda like i think they're still kind of like you know like the way they draw them and stuff they still dress like they're yeah they're like native like primitive uh, people (laughs) yeah like like what do you yeah like they're still like yeah like, like, if they, yeah, like i know you're like you're like before like you know we, we know i know what you're talking about yeah like they're indigenous or something like right you know? right like they haven't evolved because of the technology or, or haven't changed their ways but like in black panther they they changed that you know they're they still kept their culture but they didn't they didn't live you know, they were primitive, right? You know, that's what made the movie such a great movie. You know, you had an interesting take on black Panther too. And that you, you were like, you didn't, you didn't think it was amazing. I think it was, I don't, I don't don't want to speak for you, but it seemed like you didn't think it was the best movie ever, which is fair. But then you were also Mm -hmm. like Killmonger was great because it was just Michael B. Jordan acting like Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Because 
Michael B. Jordan is just a likable actor. Like, mm-hmm. there's there are actors out there that just like that do characters really well, and it's just like like pers- uh, personal favorite of mine is Tom Hardy. I could watch every Tom Hardy movie out there, and like, and I and I'm even Venom. Like, yeah, and I'm <laughs> and and I love the movie because of Tom Hardy. Wow, because he's just like he's one of my favorite actors, you know, and like like even the movie sucked, like you know, I'll still like it because. Well, I, I I probably won't like the movie, but I'll like you like his you know, performance. Parts. Yeah, I'll like his performance because I just love him as an actor. He's just like a really good actor, you know. Same thing with Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan's a is like a really good actor, and he's really likable, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think people kind of confuse the two sometimes because you know because people are comparing it to like Heath Ledger's Joker, which Heath Ledger kind of like uh, he, like yeah, that's a different level. Yeah, he stepped out of his body and became <laughs> the Joker. Like you know, like when Michael B. Jordan, it's like his character was no different than Creed, but he was playing the evil Creed. <laughs> you right. know, like you know. So it's like that's that's the thing. Like, um, but a lot of people, I think, a lot of people are kind of biased at times about the movie because you know of all the hype. But you know, as a villain, he's just. It wasn't that anything like you know like spectacular to me like you know like i didn't think his character was like you know really like breaking breaking any like you know you know um but yeah like any um like he wasn't he wasn't doing anything that was like the changing the game or anything like that yeah because i mean i think his performance was amazing like he like his performance is always good you know, but his, as a character, he was just a typical bad guy, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I think a lot of people, well, I mean, I agree with you. A lot of people enjoyed Michael B. Jordan because he's just Michael B. Jordan and he's, he's charismatic as hell on screen. Um, mm-hmm. I also think one of the big things for me that I, I'm like t- thinking about Black Panther is, is he, with, without his character, the movie's still, you know, it's a fun movie. It's, it's got, well, good design and and black panther at, at times and the, the soaring cast are, are cool um but he brings his the whole role of that character besides being the villain is he brings that american perspective because and you can kind of see the world through his eyes and relate to it because he brings the american perspective whereas wakanda is this f- fictional nation in africa that you know most of the american audience and around audience around the world's never lived in Africa so they can't relate to any of that so I think he's more of the character that inevitably you're going to relate to because he's bringing the American perspective of you know racism systematic racism to this film and I think that's why a lot of people uh, enjoyed yeah. that because it's 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 the American's perspective and it's it's just something that we haven't touched in the Marvel movies yet is the funny thing it's actually it would be like it'd be like the opposite I, I that's how I think because like you look you you look at all the other countries out like a third world country out there mm-hmm. and that's probably the way they think of us in America because in America you know we live so civilized and we have so much like you know like a lot of people would say us Americans are like spoiled oh yeah you know what i'm saying sure because we have so much you know freedom you know and like technology and you know entitlement like, too and some yeah and like um, some of these people who live in third world country are trying to just live to survive, you know. So it's oh, like, totally. so I think it's like it's kind of like 
the mirrored, you know, perspective of like both sides, you know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's like in a way it's almost like Wakanda is more like, to, that's how I saw it, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, and then like, you know, cause I mean, yeah, like, like, um, Killmonger came from like, you know, the streets of the ghetto and stuff like that. And, right. you know, and it, it, like him growing up, having no, no like father, you know, or no parent, you know, to like, that, that's your typical mm-hmm. ghetto stereotypical ghetto uh, life. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's pretty much, you know, it kind of, it kind of like, um, also, uh, what do you call it? Um, I'm having a brain fart. Sorry. <laughs> I, I make you nervous. I know oh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it kind of speaks to both worlds, I guess. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. So it's like I, I, I read an interesting article, and I we we briefly touched on it on on the main podcast. Um, but this movie, Black Panther, didn't do great anywhere, like in, in any other markets. I mean, it did okay, um, mm-hmm. but like like especially like China is the big market where a lot of films are trying to get money out of. And I and I, I don't know if this is typical, but I read a review where they were like, yeah, the Chinese people. There, a lot of them. They did like an interview with people after and. They felt like Black Panther was just another um, American propaganda film. They didn't even really like it. Didn't hit them the, the same ways that it oh, hit really? us. That's weird. Yeah, I I thought that um they loved it because like yeah maybe I, remember, I read something maybe just one article I read. Yeah, because I remember like um they were doing a lot of videos like um of people coming out of the theater after mm-hmm. Black Panther after watching Black Panther and people all the people in China were like saying that this movie was amazing, hmm. but that's weird. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's like, but I mean, that's, that's the thing. That's the other thing too. Like, that's why I think sometimes things can't get too, like, you know, some people might get offended by, by me saying this, but like, um, some, some things, some people like, um, some things don't work if you get too cultural. Yeah, for sure. Especially because, with a worldwide audience. Yeah, because some people just can't relate. And if they can't relate, they don't even want to, they don't care, you know? Right. And it, it's like, but if you have a character like Batman or Iron Man or something like that, then people relate to it, you know, right away because they can see themselves as a rich guy. Right. You know? Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. With all these toys, you know what I'm saying? I hear you. No, one, one quick stat for you. Um, Black Panther made 105 million in China, which isn't bad. Um, but in comparison, Aquaman made almost 300 million in China. Yeah, well, I'll I'll tell you why. Yeah, for sure. Tell me. I'll tell you why because, and this is a lot. Of th- this is this is part of me knowing because I'm you know like I like me. Are you Chinese? Never, yeah, because I'm Chinese. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you know like people that I know you know and and like my family and stuff and. Like, you know, just being around Chinese people, I know, I, I know this growing up that like Chinese people, first of all, they don't like sci-fi, you know, they don't like, um, like Star Wars and stuff like that, like space battles, mm-hmm. you know, they're not into that stuff because I mean, like star, I don't think Star Wars does good in China, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, um, the other thing is, uh, the Asian culture just not just Chinese, but like I think all Asians, like they're more into like mythological 
fantasy mm-hmm. type stuff. They're not really into like, you know, um, stuff that's too like too much um, thinking, mm-hmm. you know? They like big special effects and um, like, you know, just a lot of like maybe giant monsters or something like that. Right. Know? And it's like some, something like, you know, that's why they like like um, giant robots and stuff like that or Godzilla perfect example, like our buddy John, you know, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I like, like Godzilla too. It's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, like, um, yeah, with Godzilla and all these, like, they like giant monsters, they like giant robots, you know, stuff like that. But, I mean, that's, I think that's the furthest they'll, they'll go sci-fi with. Right. But, but other than that, it's like, you know, it's like, basically, um, you know, Aquaman was full of, like, special effects. And if, if it has, like, crazy special effects, that's kind of like what the Asian culture likes, you know? And they like giant, like, you know, like creatures and stuff. Because going back, like, maybe a couple of years ago, there was this movie that, that movie that a lot of people got mad about, that Great Wall movie, mm-hmm. which I actually saw and I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> like, I actually, I actually liked the movie, but I think, and but that movie was, uh, I think it was, it was made in China too, right? It was a Chinese movie. Was it? Yeah. Which is funny that people in America got mad. <laughs> Like, but it was it was made by Chinese people, you Let know. Look I it think up. because it had yeah, like it all these. Yeah, it was this Chinese film. <laughs> yeah, and it had all these like Chinese actors in it, so it's like it was kind of funny. But if you watch that movie, it's all fantasy and big giant special effects, you know. So it's like that's the kind of movies that they like. And the other thing that probably helped it too is that James Wan did the movie, so. <laughs> You know, oh, yeah, that definitely a, helps. Yeah, I was thing. looking up the stats too, and you're, you're absolutely right. So, the first Star Wars The Force Awakens did 142 in China, mm-hmm. which isn't bad. But then the, the next one, The Last Jedi, did only 42 million in China. Wow. And then Solo <laughs> only did 16 million in China. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess Star Wars just doesn't click over in China. No, they don't. It doesn't. Let me like, look up. Let me look up real quick. Because did you see Rogue One? Oh, that, I love Rogue I One. I like Rogue That's, One a lot too, and that one is like features a couple of Chinese actors. Yeah, one did sixty nine million in China, so not bad for. Yeah, okay. I think, I think um, Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen was, is in it. So, was a big help. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that's. I was like, I was like, did they? They must have casted these guys because they wanted to get the China. Donnie Yen is in it. Um, well, Jiang, Jiang yeah. Wen, isn't it? Is that me saying his name right? Yeah, he he's probably somebody that John would know. I I, I don't know who that guy. Is. I know that we both know Donnie Yen is. He was he's yeah. good in it. I liked oh. his character a lot in that. Actually, I liked that he was like worshiping the Force as if it was like a god. My only like gripe about that movie was I think it was a big miss opportunity. Like Donnie Yen should have like at the last moment busted out a lightsaber, and then he should have been. Oh, like, that would have been awesome if like he had been praying to the Force, and it finally. It gave him something, or he was just secretly a Jedi that uh, nobody, nobody knew because, like you know, because they were all in hiding, right? And to have like your first, like that would have been like um something really like awesome to give to the Chinese audience, like you know, that the first blind Jedi on screen was Donnie Yen, mm-hmm. you know, 
but we never see dining in with a lightsaber so it was, nah. to me i felt like it was a missed opportunity yeah that would have been really cool yeah how um are you first generation chinese or first uh were you were your parents born in here or, or out there no they were born in china i was uh, i was you're the first here. one yeah i was the first one born. were you born here yeah i was born i was born in new york oh nice do you know I, uh, what Mandarin or Cantonese? Uh, I know Mandarin. Nice. I can, yeah, I can understand Shanghainese. My, my <laughs> is, that, is that a different? It's a different dialect. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. My What's uh, what did your parents think of you going into to art? Or is art your well, you're a graphic designer, so art is your full time thing. Yeah, my, I do art. I actually design challenge coins for the military and the service department. Oh wow! Yeah. What's wait? What is a challenge coin? It's uh like those coins that they give to the the military, like the soldiers when they come back from you know their like um service see. and stuff. And then oh, these are cool. Yeah, and then sometimes they'll give it to like a. Like a general, if he's retiring or something like that. That's dope. How the fuck? Does, <laughs> how does one get there? Um, how many people I, did you kill in the go- in to get to this point? I just applied. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Just like any yeah. other job. All right. Yeah, they just like like found me, and then they they like you know my my uh, portfolio and my background. So were your were your parents always supportive of? of you moving into this direction for a career? Uh, I think they were happy that I've picked a career. <laughs> <laughs> were you indecisive? No, I was, I was kind of like a little, like I was a bad kid back in the days. I did really? A, of, a Chinese, a Chinese kid, a bad kid. That's impossible. Dude. I'm the, if, if you, if like when you get to know me better, I'm the running joke is like, I'm like the, the like defected, Chinese guy <laughs> or Asian guy because I'm like bad at math. I'm like, I don't have like a, you know, like the, like I'm not a doctor or a lawyer or something. Right, like right, that. right. You're yeah. not something that would make the, the stereotypical Asian parents proud. Yeah, but you know what's funny about that? Yeah. If a lot of um comic book guys and artists that I hang out with, yeah, that like, that uh, what you call it in this same like circle? It's always weird. It's like we're all the outcast of our like like race or you know mm-hmm. people or something like that. Because I have friends like like perfect example, um, John again. <laughs> like right. John is like totally di- like you know different from like your typical Italian dude. Like he doesn't like care for like you know like um like a lot of Italian, like, um, like, you know, like movies and stuff like that. Right. And, right. Right. And, um, I mean, he, he is definitely different in terms of like his, his love for Japanese and Asian culture. Yeah. And he doesn't, you know, hang out with, you know, like, um, like that, you know, he, he, he doesn't kind of like, he's not that, that typical, you know, stereotypical, Italian guy that you would think, you know. Right. So it's yeah. cool. is it you think like this is my theory. Like a lot of people that get into art end up being considered the outcast because 
just our culture today doesn't reward you for being an artist in that, in that, like, unless you're like the best artist ever, like there's no, like you either have to be like world renowned or like this culture, our culture right now doesn't reward that. Like it's just looked upon as like, you're just wasting your time or you're playing around. I think now, like in the last couple of years, like people get this impression that now we're starting to get rewarded, but mm. like if you're a real professional artist and you're a real artist, in reality, we all yeah we still we still know we're not we don't get appreciated, <laughs> but um, but yeah, but for some reason right now because of, there's some kind of like weird art movement movement that came around like the last couple of years, like it's because rich people buy well, and that's because hipsters are getting into art. Yeah, cause <laughs> I think hipsters like you know. This they didn't want to find a real job, so like, <laughs> so stupid millennial hipsters. Yeah, they just kind of want to like, like go out and do art or something, right, 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 and be creative or something. <laughs> but and have their parents pay for it, which sucks because it, you know, in reality that kind of sucks because there's all these people who want to be like artists and stuff, but it's like you know, like people who are really trying to be who actually, you know, are trying to be professional Mm -hmm. artists. Like, like, you know, it's like, we, we still don't get the respect because like, we, like John can tell you, like we, we meet so many people Mm -hmm. out in, in the field, you know, like in that, like who are not talented, they just decide to become an artist overnight. And, because they're good at like social media, like they'll 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 get a following like out of nowhere, right. you know. Right. So it's like it's kind of funny, like with, with that you know side of it. But then people who are really good at art, you know, don't have the amount of followers that maybe you know some you some know good guy that's good. It's it's crazy to me that like someone can get onto social media at this point, like in if they hit the right hashtags and have like the right pictures, they can gain so many followers <laughs> or yeah, if you just like, post a girl with a nice ass. But like, how does that, like, I don't even understand. Like there's so many people now that are just, uh, I mean, Instagram's made it super easy too, because mm-hmm. you know, you can post, you can post a picture and it might not be the best picture, but you can, you can edit it on Instagram with the lighting and all that and make it look better Yeah, than it really is too. Yeah. It's just it's just like interesting to me that how like social media now especially Instagram you can you can become famous overnight with the right you know hitting the right hashtags and steps in in terms of what you post and when you post it. Yeah, if you if you look on Instagram and you look up like female artists out there. Oh my gosh. You you'll see a list of female artists that are like always trying to like like they're kind of exposing something mm-hmm. like their cleavage or something like that trying oh my to gosh. like get the likes, you know, and they're like, and that's, that's the stuff that kind of sucks because you can have like a girl who is like, you know, she's not as pretty, you know, she's just kind of like your, your typical girl artist, but she's not like, you know, she's not like a fitness model. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and she'll probably be really good at her art. Like she'll be amazing. And the girl who gets all the likes is the one that's like, that looks like some like fitness 
like yoga hipster right. <laughs> like <laughs> artist that just kind of like threw some paint on a canvas, right, you know? Right, but then threw in a couple pictures where you're like, "Oh my gosh, she's she's actually attractive." Yeah, and yeah. that's that's how it is now with like the art scene, which is kind of like it's kind of stupid, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, you see that a lot too. You see a lot of like moderately good-looking to good-looking chicks just diving in on like cosplay or like mm-hmm. posting stuff where they're with comics, and it's like, and they get so many followers just because all the nerds out there are just like, just like oh my gosh this is a hot girl that likes what i like mm-hmm. this is this is like seeing a unicorn and they just start yeah. following it, it's that's, it's it's crazy to me i think that's how it all started you know what that the, hot girls found out that if they delved into the stuff that the nerds or the, the designers mm-hmm. or the artists like because i remember that all starting from like g4 Oh you know? yeah, G- well the G four definitely would. They just posted put hot girls to host the shows. Yeah, I was talking to a friend about that the other day, and back in the days, you know, like if you if you remember G four when it first started, a lot of girls were just average. They weren't like super hot, but they were real nerds. Mm-hmm. There were girls who who loved video gaming, like they love game. Right, like, I remember you know? that. Yeah, it was just like legit girls. Yeah, and that there was only one hot girl. That was really into video games. It was Morgan Webb, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, like, because of her, they decided to like let's throw in a playmate, like, right. you know, on like Attack of the Show, you know, or we'll throw in like Olivia Munn because she's like super hot, right. you know. They did. Then they went with like Olivia Munn and brought in like Sarah Underwood and yeah. these girls. That I mean, who knows if they actually like the sh- the stuff that we like or not? But they're definitely well, really hot. <laughs> Yeah, they were really hot. I mean, Olivia Munn, she she wasn't into that stuff, man. Was she I not? I, I don't know. I don't know if she was or wasn't. I remember there was one year at E3, they were like kind of like um, asking at the end of the show, like at the end of E3, they were asking everybody, what was your favorite game? And everyone's telling what their favorite game was. Mm-hmm. And then they went to Olivia Munn and she was like, I loved everything. Because <laughs> <laughs> she, didn't, she doesn't care about these games. Yeah, you know? that's true. I'm, I'm looking up like her background and yeah, she just wanted to be a reporter, uh, a yeah. sports reporter and then she just got a break um, with G4 and it sparked her career. Yeah, but she, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I, I love looking at her. That's oh, she's fantastic one. to look at. <laughs> yeah. Like, <you> know, <laughs> even when she used to dress up in costumes, it was like the best thing. Oh, that it, it, I mean, they knew what they were, that's the thing, like with, you, as you mentioned, with G4, like they would pose, put these, act, these not actresses, but these models on and then put them in cosplay outfits and, you know, the, cos, the, the comic book, the female comic book characters were always drawn hyper-sexualized. So that's mm-hmm. just like a living fantasy when for a nerd or any guy, really. Yeah, because nerds start real thinking like in reality, like nerds are like thinking, "Wow, girls actually like playing video games." <laughs> like, <laughs> right? You know. But then, like, I don't know. Like later on, it's like, oh, it get it got kind of like to a point where people started thinking that. But I don't know. I guess some people could be mean to girls, but yeah. like people, yeah. people are definitely pretty mean to girls. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to like even. I mean, there there's people that are really mean to girls, but then girls get a lot of leeway too. Like, there's mm-hmm. way more girls out there that are out there just relying upon their their looks. Yeah, and, and, and it's like being famous for for nothing else other than working out a lot and and being blessed with a good face. Yeah, it's 
it's funny. It's like that they get away with so much, but then like I don't know. <laughs> like it just kind of sucks because like the people who really want to do the stuff get kind of like pushed to the back. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's just reality when it comes down to like the work. You know the workforce. I guess like you know. Like when you're out in the real world, you know, because like I see it all the time with, you know, with not just girls, but guys too, you know, Mm -hmm. like you, you can be a guy who's like fit and like, you know, a hipster or something like that. (laughs) And it's just like, if you're like very like hipster ish and stuff, like automatically people think that you're like some genius artist or something. You're like, you're a really good artist, (laughs) right? you know? But it's like, but that's the thing that there's a lot of guys out there that do that. They come off very hipster looking. They're, you know. But then like, it's a whole image now. Yeah, and then they think they people like automatically assume that they're an artist, and it's just like, but like all they do is just throw some paint on a canvas. (laughs) Yeah, what makes you like? Does that really qualify? I got a funny thing. Um, Have you heard of Soho House? No. So Soho House is in. I believe it started i don't know where it started i think i think it's in like london or it started in london um, but it's like a members only um club or a hotel slash club okay and uh yeah, i'm looking up where it started um originally in so on soho in soho london so it's it originated in london and now there's houses in like chicago west hollywood miami toronto new york city blah blah blah, bunch of places um and it's it's an exclusive club or hotel or venue workout facility social place for artists and people in media um so there's one in chicago and uh one of my friends is a the member there so you have to you have to pay you have to apply to go to the one to uh become a member there and then you have to get like vouched by two other members it's like this whole deal where you, you have to apply and get vouched by other people and prove that you're in the arts or media realm so my friend is is in the Soho house in Chicago, and he he occasionally he'll bring me there as his guest. Um, and one time I went right after work, um, and I was wearing a tie. I was wearing a tie, and a ja- like a you know a jacket. Um, just you know, I you know not thinking anything of it, and I walk in, and there it was like one of the guys from a Tribe Called Quest was spinning that night. Uh, and cool. I, yeah, it was kind of cool. So I walk in, and the door lady's like, "Hey, you can come in, but you have to take off your tie." I'm like, what? Why? She's like, that's our dress code. There's no business, no business clothing here. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I was like, I took off my tie and put it in my pocket. But it's just, it's funny that you mentioned like a certain look for hipsters and art. And I'm like, so you guys don't want, like, you, 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 you guys are almost catering to now a certain look. Like, this is how you have to look to be here, to be considered artsy. Like, artsy people can't wear ties. I, I don't know. It was just strange to me. Yeah, like it's it's funny though because like um actually I was just talking to another artist about that lately and it's just like now like it's like cuz I guess like um the the younger generation the hipsters and stuff like that it's like they do all these weird things now that like you know back in the days like you know it would be kind of weird. It's 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 it had a whole different meaning, mm-hmm. you know. Like we were talking about tattoos. Like now, for some reason, everybody has a tattoo now, you know. Mm-hmm. And back when I was growing up, if you had a tattoo, 
usually meant you were like a gangster or some shit. Sure. You know? So it's when like, were you growing up? Just so there's reference. I grew up in the like in like um like in the 80, late eighties, nineties. Okay. Yeah. How, how old are you now? I'm gonna be forty soon. Oh, okay. So. so yeah, you're you're about ten years older than me. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Asian. You don't look old. Yeah, that's the only good thing about it. <laughs> Everybody, every every time I tell people how old I I am, like people like they're like, "What? I thought you were like in your late twenties or thirties." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, that's good." <laughs> yeah, right. I, I'm, when people ask me how old I am, and I tell them, they're, and they they were always like, "I thought you were in your early 20s I'm like, "Oh, dude." They're like, and they're like, sorry, I thought you were younger. I'm like, don't say sorry. That's an amazing compliment. I hope I keep this look forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm only half white, so you 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 got the the full on Asian. Yeah, but that's that's the funny thing though, because like all the Asians think I like I'm half white. <laughs> oh, for real? Do you have yeah. a paler complexion? Oh, I'm looking at. Yeah, I guess you do. Yeah, I, well, I have like features that your typical Asian like wouldn't have like you know i guess like w- one of the biggest features is like i'm really hairy i could grow, <laughs> I could grow a full beard oh no like, kidding yeah like most asians can't even do that no like, I, I got the um the bad asian stash where it doesn't connect in the middle okay yeah, yeah so it's <laughs> it's terrible absolutely awful i have like really curly hair <laughs> Like, which most Asians are like all the women, female Asians out there, they they get super jealous because they're like, "Is your hair naturally curly?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know why." <laughs> <laughs> Those are two non-typical Asian features right off the bat. Yeah, it's like it's weird, man, because it's like even people when they see me, they're like, "Cause I'm I'm bigger than your than your normal Asian too." Mm-hmm. Like to most Asians, I'm like really tall, mm-hmm. so it's like you know. I'm I'm six feet, so like. Oh wow, yeah, you're you're, you're tall for an eight because I'm six foot two, and I get I get the you're tall. I'm like, I'm like typical white people height, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was getting it growing up all my life. Like when I was a when I was in high school, people used to tell me like, you remind me of like Keanu Reeves, and I'm like, <laughs> really? He's like, because like Keanu Reeves is like half Asian, half white, right? So. Yeah, that everyone used to always think I was like half white. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> I'm on your uh, your Facebook, and I see you got your uh, your logo is the Punisher, the, the skull, and you have as your background Frank Castle from season two. Like yeah. I gotta get your. So did you what did you finish the Punisher season two? Yeah, that's, you, that's why. That's why I put all that stuff. What would you think? Did you, obviously, you, you you probably liked it. Oh man, season two is like. It was amazing. I, I loved season two. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was like finally gave me what I wanted to see. What the Punisher does? Just him, just him <laughs> kicking ass. Just him going around, just beating the shit out. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it, I, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna nah. say it. I, I enjoyed season two for two for, as well for that reason. Um, I didn't like some of the the storyline decisions in terms of like uh, what's his face. Uh, jigsaw but overall i mean it was a mm-hmm. it was, it, if you are if you're a punisher fan i can't see how you wouldn't like the way he was oh yeah, 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 yeah. it's like uh that was the only part that was probably i mean i was never like like crazy about the whole like there were like 
military buddies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I like Jigsaw better when he's like a mobster, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I like, I, I actually, I like Punisher better when he's going after the mob. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I'm not crazy about the whole conspiracy thing, but at least this season, he was actually doing Punisher stuff. Like, he was actually going around killing people. Oh, yeah. Well, and the, and the fact that he, like, right away in the first episode, he he kind of just was like, he sees trouble, and he's, 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 he's all in right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, the funny thing is, like, watching that, it's like, you, you, when you watch The Punisher, you're kind of like thinking, like, this is the kind of stuff I want to do to people <laughs> like, <laughs> when when I'm pissed off. <laughs> like, oh, he's like the next level of, of what you could do to people all pissed off. <laughs> Did you, um, I, I think I heard from from Bilotti, but uh, what did you think of Iron Fist? Iron Fist? Uh, uh, not a fan of Iron Fist. <laughs> Season, did you end up watching both seasons? Uh yeah, I, I watched both seasons. Yeah, uh, I just felt like um, yeah, I mean, it's just just weak. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> it was bad, man. And I I remember there was a lot of debate before too about them casting an Asian actor, and I was all in. I was like, let's do it. Let's make Iron Fist Asian. And now watching the um these past two seasons, I'm like I'm just fucking glad we didn't make him Asian. That would yeah. have been a terrible representation of what, what because what, you know what we're looking you know for. You know why? Like, and this is what I've been saying too. Like, you know, it's it's funny because like um, when people were saying like they want an Asian Iron Fist, like they wanted someone to like cast an Asian person to be Iron Fist, mm-hmm. and I was like, no, because they never did that in the comic. So you're you know, true to the comic on all this stuff. Yeah, I'm true to the comic, but then at the same time, I don't want that to happen because like it's never been interpreted by an Asian writer, you know? It's like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like all these years from Marvel, you have all these like white dudes writing all these different races, but it's like, you know, if 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 I want something from like an Asian character, you know, I would rather an Asian person who understands Asian, like, you know... Subtleties, like, live the life of someone yeah, in, the, in, to, the, in those shoes. To write it in, in, a, in, a, like, in a movie or TV show. So it does represent us, you know? But, you know, but if it's just, like, some random thing where they just make it up on, you know, it's like, it's not going to feel, ge- like, genuine, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just gonna feel like some white guy wrote it, you know. It's like, <laughs> and then it's no no different from like those movies that you know. What, what are those movies? Those um movies called back in the days the exploitation. Yeah, the black exploitation. Black exploitation. All those exploitation films. You have black exploitation, and there's yeah. like kung fu exploitation movies. Yeah, but yeah, it's a. Uh, that's basically you know. It's it's like that's how I felt about it, you know. And yeah. It's just like I would rather, you know, it's it be, you know, if they if they are gonna do an Asian character, if they were gonna do Iron Fist Asian, you know, it's like then they would have to get someone, you know, like good. I mm-hmm. mean, to write it or something, you know, like right. someone that's kind of lived it. 
Yeah, especially if, they, if they're going to deal with Asian culture. That's why if, I, I rather, like, if a white guy's going to write it, I'd rather they don't try to explain Asian culture. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. To, like, an American audience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's going to be lost in translation. Yeah, because it's like, it's like, you don't, you know, you don't hang out with, like, if you don't hang out with Asian people, then you wouldn't know how Asian people right. are. You know? It is different, like, like growing up here as a half Asian, but you know, growing up, you like the, I, I'm, I'm, I would say I do typical American things, but then the home life is different for sure. Yeah. You know, especially when you, when I hang out with the, with the Asian side, it's, you, you do live a different life than, you know, your white, your white family. I remember like as a kid going to, going to school and having my lunch packed and everyone would have sandwiches packed and I would yeah. have a, like a little Tupperware with rice and chicken or beef I still do that. <laughs> well, I remember that <laughs> happening, and I, I'd be like, "Mom, we can't pack this anymore. Like, give me a sandwich." <laughs> yeah, and, it, and then and then when you open up the Tupperware, like smells. the whole place smells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Mom, we can't do this anymore. Like, I'm the only one that's going to school that has Tupperware that has to go in the microwave. Everyone's just pulling out their sandwich and eating it." And then, like, you're like every like she'll give you like a, like an Asian pastry or something oh. put it in, and then when you take it out and everyone's like looking at you like what the hell are you eating right right, right. <laughs> it's like <laughs> and you try to like scarf it down really fast because you don't want people to think you're you're eating something gross or something yeah right I remember those days but now it's crazy like at work I don't know if this is the same for you um, but at work now like anybody like people will bring whatever like it, there's no like no one's eating sandwiches now everyone's bringing like they'll bring their leftover Chinese or like mm-hmm. you know leftover steaks or leftover you know any sort of like cult any, there's I've seen everything in terms of like food now that people eat for lunch yeah that's the that's the one thing about being an adult it doesn't great. matter now right it doesn't matter anymore because it's, now it's just about like putting food in your belly yeah now <laughs> now now it's like people when they when they do smell it they're like what are you eating that smells so good right right <laughs> and then, like if you bring a sandwich like now like it's to the point where if you bring a sandwich and that's your lunch and someone asks you what's your, what's for lunch, you're almost like, like this destroyed when you have to be like, Oh, I brought a sandwich. Like you didn't bring <laughs> anything cool. You didn't, you're not eating like anything that's better than a sandwich. You poor motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's funny. It's, it's funny how the tables have, have turned on that stuff. But yeah, I remember growing up, like going back to the point of living in Asia, like you wouldn't know that if you were a white person. No. Unless you just were around Asian people all the time, you wouldn't know that the embarrassment of like bringing smelly food to lunch. It's it's funny. It's like um, I was just talking to uh, John about it recently because uh, that movie that came out this year, last year, uh, Crazy, Crazy Rich, Rich Asians. Asians. Did you like that movie? Oh yeah, I loved the Good. movie. Yeah, I liked it too. So we can agree on that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like John was like asking me all these questions it's like is that really how asian people are and i'm like yeah man yeah. it's it's a whole different world man like you know like you guys you know think it's like it's the same with everyone it's like with asians it's like it's it's a whole different standard dude like like you know the mom being like the most important thing for um an asian boy you know an asian boy his mom is everything yeah i mean we're taught to be like that. You right. Know? We're taught like, to respect and we're taught to, you know, we're, we're taught to be mama's boys even more so than I think most other cultures in my opinion. 
Yeah, my my ex my ex girlfriend actually hated that. She was always like on my back about you know the how I was like such a mama's boy. <laughs> I'm like, isn't that a good thing? Right. Because isn't that what girls want? Don't they want someone that treats their mother well? Because that means they're going to treat you well. Right, that's, right. That's the same way they're going to treat you. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's why she's my ex. <laughs> <laughs> are you Are you currently single? Yeah, I'm single now. So you're single, I'm so if anyone on our Patreon likes Humphrey Ching, give him a little shout. He's uh, He's single, ladies. <laughs> I don't know. We, it's mostly dudes that listen to this, so. Who knows? I'm a. Uh, I'm actually like one of the dudes that actually like is enjoying his freedom. Oh yeah, <laughs> you enjoy. I, I I'm actually recently um, single as well, and I'm like, this is it's fun again. Like, <laughs> not that women are bad, but it's just nice to not have to feel but, like feel like tied to anything. But you know what's funny about that? It's like it's it's a big like thing now like there's a lot of guys that are going this route and it's like it's like they're starting to realize that being single is sometimes a lot more funner <laughs> oh it's, it's definitely more fun at times yeah because you don't have anything to tie you down anymore and, and get on your back about <laughs> stupid things like, like why aren't you giving me attention or why didn't you do this or that <laughs> bitch i'll do this when I want to do this, <laughs> why why aren't you like being nice to me anymore? <laughs> right, right. It's like, are you mad at me? Like, no. I, what? <laughs> I just got off of work. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, you're speaking to me in a certain tone. What tone? What are you talking about? Why are we overanalyzing everything? Oh my gosh, I could go on and on about. <laughs> it's another full time job. Oh my gosh. I mean, it, that's the thing about being in a relationship is you. What I've learned is you have to be committed. <laughs> you cannot half-ass that shit. No, man. It's like uh, freaking. You got to give it your all. If you don't, I mean, it, it's true though, man. Like every relationship is is like you know, it's work. You got to mm. put work into it. If you don't, then you know, it's just gonna. It'll show. Yeah, like someone I mean, will notice. <clears throat> yeah. It, it's or it's or it's just not going to go anywhere. Right. It's just going to be the same all the time. That's why now there's so many people who get divorced. You know. Yeah. It's, it's high. The the rate is high right now. Yeah. People just don't. You know. They're not. I mean, we live in a whole new generation now where we're like, even women now are like, you know, they're more free mm -hmm. than they used to be, and they have, you know, they're more independent. So like. With them, they, they their standards are higher now. Like they don't go by the ways that, like, our parents or grandparents went through. Like back in the days, where you know, they it was like you get married and you know you have kids and you stay together. You know, I mean, maybe maybe not our parents, but maybe grandparents. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like you know, like like where you know. People people work at it, and they it's all about family, right? You know, but it's but today it's not it's not about that anymore. It's about you know everyone wanting to have their own freedom, right? Like fun, you know. If they're not having fun, they don't want to be in the relationship, you know. And it's yeah. just like relationships aren't fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I would agree. There's sometimes they are not fun. What the thing about like relationships is like they have to continue to be, as you mentioned, fun, exciting. Um, you know, once you get into that stage where it's not, it's it's tough. It's and you like you said, it's not like the old days where it was where it was almost taboo to get out of one now and work, you know, you have to work at it. Now it's like, well, fuck it. Half the, half the nation gets a divorce, whatever. <laughs> I didn't sign, as long as we didn't sign any prenups. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the scary thing. Man. Right. If like, if like, and, and that's the one thing about getting married today, man, because I've seen so many people, like a lot of my friends in the past few years get divorced and it's just like, it's just horrible. You know, yeah. it's just like, it's so much money involved too, where it's just like, uh, it, it's just like, I, every time I think about it, like I hear them talk about it and I'm just like, this is why I don't want to get married, right. you know, but in, in like an Asian culture, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I mean, most cultures, but I think in Asian, you know, like, you know, specifically like, like you know, we're kind of, like, taught to, like, continue our, you know, our, like, um, to pass down our, our legacy, I guess, right? Right. Like, to keep, you know, because I'm, like, the last of my, my, my family mm-hmm. or something, like, you know, one of the last ones in my family, and my dad was, like, the oldest son, so, like, technically, I'm, like, kind of, like, you know, add to the throne in a way, right, right? Right, right? So it's like I have to pass the name down, right? Like, yeah, no, there is that pressure. Yeah, and everybody's like waiting for me to get married. But <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I want to. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I hear you on that. I'm I'm 31, um, and I've already started to feel the the pressure from my, like my mom, who's the Asian one, who's like, when am I going to get some grandchildren? And I was like, uh, we'll see. <laughs> I'm not in any hurry. Let's just put it that way. And and yeah. she wouldn't, she would definitely not approve or not necessarily approve, but wouldn't, wouldn't, she wouldn't like if I had any grandchildren, had any children without being married first. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be a, that'd be a whole thing. But yeah. That's, so is your, is your mom Asian? Like your mom? She's Filipino. Yeah. Okay. And your dad's my wife. dad's, my dad's, polish but he's like fourth generation american so he's he's just basically white okay. <laughs> he's was american you wish your mom first generation or? uh no she was born in the philippines so i'm like the first first one oh. to get over here i was born here that's awesome yeah that's cool i mean it's different and like i'm definitely you know i have the the white and the asian features so when i'm out people don't know what i am which is always kind of nice um it's it's interesting though, like the white people don't think I'm white, and the the Filipinos think I'm don't think I'm Asian. They think I'm white. So there's always this like battle of like, oh, what the fuck are you? <laughs> Which is an interesting interesting way to go about life. But luckily, I, I think I ended up with some decent genes, so I look all right. So it it, it ended up working out in my favor. <laughs> and and I'm like yeah. t- tall for an Asian, so I'm like six foot. I'm f- fairly athletic, so I, I can I can break out of that Asian mold pretty easily. So let me ask you something: do you do you date mostly white girls, or do you date Asian girls? I've found that I date mostly Asian girls, 
And I, I think it has something to do with the fact that I'm just a big mama's boy. <laughs> so I, I think, not that I'm trying to date my mom, but it's just that culture of, well, like you're, I just feel more comfortable with it, but I wouldn't be opposed to dating a white girl. Yeah. No, same here. It's like just something, it's just naturally, I've just always, like, when it's come, like, playtime, I can play around with any girl or whatever. Um, but when I'm, like, looking at being serious, I'm like, it just, I just tend to find Filipino girls or Asian girls. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like, same here. And, like, um, for me, it's like, you know, like, I feel like I would get along more with white girls because I'm more, like, Americanized. Right. And, you know, and, um, when, with uh, with but for some reason, I only always end up dating Asian girls because I don't know. Maybe it's because of we share the same culture and we have a lot of stuff like relatable mm-hmm. to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like it's just weird. It's just like, but it's like you know I've dated white girls too, but like, like um, but yeah, it's like. They were okay. Like, you know. <laughs> I, I kind of agree with you in that. Like, so like the last, for instance, the last one of the last Asian girls I dated um, was Filipino, and and I think I'd actually do better with white girls because, like, she her whole thing was like being like chased, like like the movies, like the way Asian women are, you know, like in the movies, the the Asian guy does like everything for the girl, you know, mm-hmm. like is like. Over, bends over backwards for the girl and i'm not saying i wouldn't do that um but you know it's a little it's a little over the top it's a little like cheesy and romantic like overly romantic and a little mm-hmm. melodramatic and like i'm not that kind of guy so i think mm-hmm. i would do better with white girls because they're not necessarily expecting that generally that over the yeah. top like road romance that's um, so funny that you said that because <laughs> like yeah, all the Asian girls that I date, like they really want the whole romantic thing. Yeah, right? <laughs> they they really want that. It's it's, it's just, kind of stressful. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like okay, like you know, it's like we had our our fun time, you know, when we were like having when we had puppy love, but now it's like it's a real world time, like right, <laughs> like you know, like I you know. completely agree. It's like yeah, we we. I'm doing this like you know we're obviously we're in you know fi- you know falling in love or falling in like or whatever you want to call it um but like you expect me to constantly do this <laughs> like yeah, exactly like I remember the first time I went out on a date with an Asian girl um and right away she's like you're not walking curbside I'm like what she's like you're not walking curbside I'm like oh is that a thing she's like yeah you're supposed you're a man you're supposed to walk curbside to protect me I'm like Mm-hmm. oh all right <laughs> yep yep and then like, it's like and it's like every time i didn't open the door in my car because like sometimes i just didn't know it was like it was noticed i'm like what the fuck <laughs> yep asian asian girl they notice it like they, yeah, they expect you to like literally get out of the car if you pick them up open the door then get in all you all you like non-asian guys yeah there, take note on a date asian girl <laughs> They're high maintenance. So high maintenance. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, just be aware of that. <laughs> they they want that movie movie romance. Yeah. And then the white girls I date, they're like, it's like, it's funny because like, they're borderline, like some of them are like borderline. Like, can I take this? Can I take her home and meet my mom? Because 
I don't think my mom. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm lucky though. Then that like, if I if my mom had the reaction, I'm like, Ma, you married a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> you though, like on the other hand, if you, I don't, yeah, that'd be a little more a little more of a conversation. Yeah, because it's funny because like now when you watch like Crazy Rich Asians, now you people can see like how a, an Asian mother is. Oh yeah. Because that's exactly how my mom is. Oh, I like, bet. You know, and it's not just towards like white girls or. You know, it's it's towards every girl, even Asian girl. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's like if if it's like, but they're not. She's not gonna be like that if you're poor or something. Right. She's gonna be. She's just gonna be like that. If she doesn't like you. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, like, and and that's just not. It's not just my mom. It'd be my aunts. Right. <laughs> you know, it'd be a lot of. You know, my cousins. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a whole thing. Yeah, because they're you know. And it's funny because it's like you don't you don't think about this, but in reality, I mean, yeah, we're not as the the fantasy side of that movie is like these guys were living like royalty, you know. But in reality, like Asians are are kind of you know like your your family is kind of successful in a way because most of your your family family members are usually somewhat successful on something mm-hmm. right right like some of them are like you know they're working for some corporate company or or they they're they're doctors or lawyers or something like that so it's like you know so there's something that you have to like kind of um like it, there's a lot of comparing in asian families oh yeah 100% <laughs> you know so it's like it's all about status and what did you achieve and look it's well the thing is i've noticed is it's you know every time you you're in in an asian family and then you get introduced i remember just being introduced to other aunts or relatives and they'd be like this is my son he does this 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 he's got going to this school and it's like it's always like this bragging fest mm-hmm. it's it's always like yeah growing up it's always like my cousin's Oh, he's number one in his class, and da da da. He, you know, he got some kind of like you know award for this and that, and just like, and then my dumbass was like, "Oh, my son got an award, for an art award." <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "What? Um, what? <laughs> when is he gonna stop playing around?" Exactly. It's like, you know, is this, is he gonna is that was he gonna do for the rest of his life? That's what my friend told me, my Asian friend told me. Like when we got when we were in high, like college and then he was at, like we were talking about like he was asking me what am I planning to do when I get out of college? And I'm like like I don't know, like, you know, um um I wasn't sure at that time, you know, but I knew I wanted to do something with art, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like but at the time, I was working at like a, like a magic shop, and he's like, like a magic, like the gathering, or magic, like tricks, magic tricks, okay, like in Soho in New York City. Oh, nice. Yeah, and um, he's like, he's like telling me like, dude, like, like you can't just like, you know, he's like, what are you planning to do with yourself, like, <laughs> you know, like. You know, are you gonna like keep talking about Batman for for the rest of your life? <laughs> and I'm like, like I would like to. Yeah, uh, <laughs> is that a job? Can I do that? It's like if I could do that, I'd do it. <laughs> like, 
<clears throat> That'd be a hell of a yeah. career to just talk about Batman your entire life. Well, the funny thing is, I do that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that is part of my career. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, um, it's getting a little late. We'll wrap this up. When's your next um, con? Actually, I'm doing one in um, March, the weekend of March 1st to 3rd in uh, West Palm Beach. Um, Which con is it? Comic-Con Revolution. So Comic-Con Revolution, for anyone that's out in the West Coast, can go and and meet Humphrey Ching and and potentially buy some prints, huh? Yeah, I sell posters. 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 Nice. Yeah. uh, Now you can find me and John at uh, Megacon this May. Oh, nice. So, John Bellotti will be at Megacon. Yeah, me and him, we always share a table at Megacon, so... Nice. Yeah, he's kind of pissed right now, if you if you talk to him. Why is that? Like, because, uh, like, uh, G-Fest... Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm aware of G-Fest. Yeah, they're kind of... They're, uh, they're, they're weird, man. They, they don't run... I don't know what's going on with them. Yeah, that, did you, did, did you hear about yeah, it? Yeah, like, they're doing, like, a, um... Like thirty three percent of your stuff can displayed can only be Toho and you can only sell thirty prints of anything you have from Toho. They're just really worried about Toho for some reason. Yeah, which like, um, I, which is funny to me because I mean legally I guess you can't really do that. You know you can't profit off of other people's IP, but I don't think Toho gives you a flying fuck what's going on in Chicago. None none of these freaking cons do. You know, <laughs> and all the, the cons thing. are based off selling other people's shit, right? Yeah, it's like if they don't have that, then like how are they going to have a con? Because most people who go to cons, they go to Artist Alley to buy artwork. Right. You know, it's like because it's it's affordable artwork. Right. You know, and it's well, that's why they call it Artist Alley. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, you're not. You're like this whole like I've I've read some of the G Fest stuff and they're trying to like push people towards non Toho um, original artwork and all that stuff and I'm just like no one's going to G Fest. Which is Godzilla Fest here in Chicago? No one's going there to buy Wolverine <laughs> or like some original artwork. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's kind of strange. I don't understand why they're so up in arms about Toho spying on them or something. Yeah, John's like bummed out. Right it's now. I mean it's a it's a shitty situation because um, you know John and some other artists that I know that go to that you know the, most of their work is is Toho related stuff and. Or they, you know, that's how they make like most of the stuff they sell is the Toho related stuff. And now mm-hmm. you, you know, you can only sell thirty prints, or you know, a third of your display is only Toho, and the rest has to be other stuff. That's that's rough. That makes it that makes you second guess coming out here. Yeah, that's. I think that's a lot of these artists, like he was telling me, are like now they have to find other shows to do because that was like one of their like big shows that they used to do every year. Right. Now. That's it's really unfortunate. A lot of uh, Godzilla fans are going to be disappointed this year. I tell you that. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Well, Humphrey, it's it's late where you're at, so we'll uh, we'll let you go. But let's do this again though, sometime. Yeah, man. Anytime. All right, cool, man. Thanks yeah, well, for having me on. Hey, no problem, man.